Hey guys, welcome back to the Blockhash Podcast, uh, episode 257, second episode from this morning. Uh, today we have on Rudon. He is the lead dev for Seasonal Tokens, a really interesting project. Um, very excited to kind of dive into the details on this. Ruan, how are you doing today? Welcome. I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me here. Pleasure to have you on. Um, before we jump in and, and talk about that and get a bit more specific, tell me in the audience a bit more about yourself. Give them a bit of an idea of who you are. How did you start off? How did you get into this space? Um, was there like a single moment of clarity or an epiphany where you wanted to work in blockchain? Uh, give us some background details. Okay, so um, so I worked in physics, uh, neuroscience, finance, and cryptography. Uh, so uh, basically, uh, I had an interest in all things related to cryptography and obviously in finance as well. So cryptocurrency is something that I'm naturally going to get interested in. And uh, I started investing in Bitcoin back in 2011. So uh, I was watching the Bitcoin price thinking, can I quit my job yet <laughs> uh, every day for, uh, for quite a long time. And uh, uh, basically, after 2016, I left finance and decided that I was going to go and look at you know, building cryptocurrencies and uh, try to go into that direction. So it's basically uh, a few years after that, maybe 2019, that I had the idea for seasonal tokens. And uh, yeah, so I figured out how to implement it, how to actually achieve it, because it's not an easy thing to do, especially if the previous experience that you have is all with Bitcoin. So um, so I started that in 2019 and then uh, started planning it out, writing the code and trying to write tests and trying to see with simulations what could be done and if it's really possible to control the prices this way. And uh, basically it took a number of years and here we are today. Nice. Was Bitcoin your first experience interfacing with this industry or was it something else? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So what in terms of what you do now and your experience and your background made you want to get into the token side of it and into what you're doing now with seasonal tokens. It's very interesting. It's very new. It's very, I think, revolutionary in terms of how to look at the value of a token. Um, what was your pathway there? So uh, I didn't actually want to do it as tokens originally. What I, what I wanted to do was uh, I wanted to make another copy of Bitcoin that had its halvings occurring uh, at a staggered uh, interval, basically, uh, say, so once every four years, the price of Bitcoin starts to rise in response to the halving. So the, the rate of production of Bitcoin gets cut in half, and then the market has to adjust to that, and the price rises as the market adjusts. But uh, it rises like that once every four years, and what? Uh, so after after it's reached its peak, then Bitcoin is kind of has tended not to be a good investment. It's gone up and then it reaches a peak and then goes down. So. Even in 2019, I was thinking that uh, in 2022 and 2023, I was going to be losing a lot of money because the price of Bitcoin was going to go down. And uh, it's, it's done that several times and it's done it again this year. So uh, basically, I was, I was seeing this pattern and I was anticipating this and thinking, how do I escape from this? How do I uh, keep what I want to do is I want uh, an investment that goes up like Bitcoin, but doesn't go down again. It goes up and then goes up again. So the way to achieve that would be to have another version of Bitcoin, which is just a clone, but is offset by a year. So that when when the actual Bitcoin price goes and reaches its peak, then the other the, the new coins price would just be starting to rise. And so you could transfer your investment from one of these to the other. So that was 
basically the inspiration for the project. It was uh, just me trying to uh, escape from a bear market, basically. And uh, but uh, I tried to do it with Bitcoin. But the problem is that when you're using the Bitcoin code, it's 40,000 lines of code. It's incredibly complicated. And if you wanted to actually make a coin like this, which was like a clone of Bitcoin, there's no way to make it have uh, a, you know, a $500 billion market cap, which is what it would need in order to be used for this purpose, because uh, Bitcoin is like uh, obviously huge. And if I was to start a new coin, it would be uh, it would start off with a market cap of zero and would have to gradually grow. So uh, what I did was uh, I looked around for alternative ways to do it. And I realized that uh, smart contracts allow you to make tokens very, very easily. And what I just needed then was a way to combine proof of work mining with smart contracts. And it turns out that in 2018, OX Bitcoin came into existence. This is a, it was the first mineable token. And so uh, basically I was able to take the, the innovations that had been uh, developed in OX Bitcoin and use those and very quickly make uh, four tokens that were mineable using proof of work. And it was only, it was only a few hundred lines of code to do that. Uh, compared to the 40,000 lines of code I would have had to deal with if I was making a, a clone of Bitcoin. So that was right. basically how I got to the current situation. Got it. Got it. Let's look at seasonal tokens more specifically. How does the value shift for those tokens? And I know they shift on a seasonal basis, but how is that baked into how they function? Right. So it's uh, proof of work mining. They have a, a cost of production. And uh, so, uh, if you want to produce a winter token, uh, it's going to cost a certain amount of energy or electricity, and you're going to have to pay for that. So there's basically a cost of production for winter and for spring and for summer and autumn. And they have uh, they're different costs of production. So it costs more to make a winter token than it does to make an autumn token or a summer token. And uh, so because it costs more, that means that it's basically more expensive to buy because they're, they're produced, winter tokens are produced, well, they, up, up until recently, uh, winter tokens were produced at the slowest rate of the four. But uh, what's happened on the 5th of June was that we, uh, the season changed and the rate of production of spring tokens was cut in half. But the, there used to be 168 spring tokens produced every 10 minutes. Now that's dropped down to 84. So what's uh, happening now is that uh, there's a, an accumulating scarcity of spring tokens in comparison to what the market has been used to for the last nine months. And so as the market adjusts to this lower rate of production of spring tokens, we can expect the price of spring tokens to rise. And it's, uh, it, I, I chose an interval of nine months between the halvings of the different tokens because I was watching the Bitcoin price and seeing how long does it take to respond uh, when the rate of production is cut in half. And it seems that there's about a year after the, after the uh, halving when the price goes up and then reaches a peak. So what I want is I want overlapping uh, periods of uh, these bull markets so that you can switch from one token to the next and try to always stay in the bull market. So um, yeah, that, that's basically how the, the seasonality of it works. And we can expect uh, probably towards the end of the year uh, to see the price of spring rising above the price of other tokens. Nice. Is this more of a uh, experimental type of deal to see how this kind of functions in the in the token space or is this an effort to create something that's more profitable uh so yeah it was envisioned as a as an investment and uh it's intended to be an investment I'm, I'm investing in it so uh and but so i did a lot of simulations i did a lot of uh analysis and i did uh, i did things as carefully as i could to try to be sure that this was going to work and it has been working so far if you look at the 
uh, relative prices of the tokens, they've been pretty stable for the last nine months with winter being the most expensive and spring being the cheapest. And there are fluctuations in the price, but uh, they tend to return to their theoretical values. So with winter being about 1.6, uh, worth about 1.6 spring tokens. So um, what's, yeah, uh, sorry, can you remind me of the question again? Yeah, yeah. I was asking if it was done mostly experimental to see how uh, yes. this function could be um, built into right. tokens in the future. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's something inevitably that has to be an experiment about it because it's never been done before. So, uh, in a certain sense, we're waiting to see what happens. But um, it's uh, it's I've tried to make it as uh, guaranteed as possible that it's going to work out this way. So, uh, when the rate of production of something is cut in half, uh, you know, instantly and permanently, it's uh, very hard to imagine that the market isn't going to respond to that. So uh, essentially, uh, I've tried to produce as much certainty as I can while still launching something that's basically an experiment because it's being done for the first time. Is there any concern that this could be something that's gameable or manipulated, uh, given the fact that it is very predictable? Um, there's benefits to that, but the drawbacks is that if there's a bad actor, maybe they'll want to take advantage of that predictability. Have you guys thought about that? Absolutely, yeah. So um, in, in a sense, uh, the the idea of the project is to invite <laughs> invite bad actors to do this. So they're not specifically bad actors in the sense that um, the, the purpose of the project is to allow investors to anticipate the changes in price and to profit from that. So uh, the question is then, uh, if you have a malicious person, can they uh, defraud other investors? Can they do things that cause other people to lose money and for them to make a profit? And the, there's a way to be safe uh, from that kind of thing, which is if you have the, if you use the rule, always trade tokens for more tokens of a different type. So uh, if you have winter tokens and you trade them for spring, then you might get 60% more tokens. So the number of tokens in the investment will go up whenever you trade more expensive tokens for the cheaper ones. So the idea is that uh, you can... Uh, have a, a portfolio of tokens and you can guarantee that the total number of tokens in the investment will go up with every trade and will never go down. So uh, because you have that system uh, to uh, kind of guarantee that you're not going to make a loss measured in tokens, uh, that means that there's, um, there's a limit to, well, there's basically no way that uh, a malicious actor can force you to end up with fewer tokens than you started with. Uh, because uh, as long as you uh, stick to this rule, always trade tokens for more tokens, then the number of tokens you have will keep going up. But uh, of course, if you start speculating, if you if you decide that you're going to trade uh, tokens for less tokens just on this one occasion, then you're taking a risk and you might end up with less tokens overall. So uh, it's not, uh, it's optional. People who, uh, who want to be safe can just stick to the rule, trade tokens for more tokens, and then they're protected from market manipulation and from these other effects. Is it possible for maybe a large group of people or investors to break that trend? Like, let's say there's like a GameFi or GameFi, sorry. Mm -hmm. um, God, what was the, the company called um, uh, during the, the Wall Street bets? Uh, oh, GameStop. GameStop. I, geez, I apologize, right, right. GameStop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> no, no, that's it. I'm thinking of different gaming companies in the space. Um, yeah. With what happened with GameStop, so many people piled on in the retail sector um, that it kind of broke all the metrics and just, you know, rocketed the price up um, and it right. you know was fairly sustainable for a while. Is it possible for like a wave of retail investors or people to maybe do something similar in seasonal tokens where they say, OK, we're all going to buy summer token. We're going to hold summer token and we're going to break it so that when fall token, you know, 
um, that that season rolls out, that doesn't actually happen. It's just nothing but summer token. Like, is it possible to like break the cycle? Uh, it's it's theoretically possible to do that, but um, it's very expensive, and uh, the benefit that you get from it uh, is you don't really get basically a benefit from it. You can do it if, if you want. If somebody wanted to, they could take summer tokens and make them the most expensive, but they would have to keep buying them every day. And the problem uh, with that is that they're being produced by mining, and they're cheaper to produce. At the moment, summer is the cheapest token to produce. Uh, or at least it's it's produced at the fastest rate. It's the easiest token for miners to produce. So uh, if somebody wants to keep uh, summer tokens as the most expensive token, they have to come to the market and buy the tokens that miners are producing every day because the miners are able to produce them more cheaply than the other tokens, and they're going to sell them more cheaply than the other tokens. So if you want to manipulate the price of the summer higher, you have to oppose those miners. You have to come in and buy the new tokens that they're selling every single day because uh, you're you're trying to prevent them from pushing the price to its natural value. So you could do that, but it's going to be very expensive, and it would be cheaper just to buy those summer tokens at the normal price. If you insist on paying more for them than you need to, then you're obviously spending more money, and it's uh, less efficient for you. But it it is possible to 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 do these kind of manipulations, but it's not profitable. Cool, cool. Um, have another question for you. So. Have you guys thought, knowing that this works now, have you thought even further outside the box? Like, if you can do a seasonal token, why couldn't you do like a holiday token or a zodiac token or something that's also cyclical but even more unique? Have you guys explored other options? Uh uh, I so I'm, I've I've thought about them. So when mm -hmm. I was when I was coming up with the idea, originally I was thinking I'm, I'm just going to have a, a clone of Bitcoin, so it's just going to be one new coin. And then I realized, okay, no, it's better to have multiple overlapping ones. So I looked at what is what is basically the simplest system that's going to give you these uh, overlapping uh, bull markets. And so uh, basically, it seemed like four tokens with nine months uh, between the halvings was going to be good for that. It's going to have uh, a three-year cycle and uh, you know, basically four tokens. But yes, you could use, as I said, you could use 12, you could have a Zodiac. Um, it would be more work, I guess, to set up a yeah. system like that. And uh, if you wanted to get, uh, if you had 12 coin or 12 tokens and you wanted to get them listed on an exchange, you may have to pay 12 times the listing fees uh, that you would for uh, a single token. And uh, so it, it could be difficult and expensive to manage, but, um, yeah, that's, uh, so four seems to be good, and it seems to be quite doable. Nice. So with seasonal token, how are you guys looking to to grow um, more awareness and adoption for this project? And uh, what what's next for it? What do you? How do you see this evolving and, and growing? Right. So, uh, so we're doing a couple of things. We're, we're producing videos. Uh, we have explainer videos. We have uh, we're writing press releases, and we're having explainer articles in places like Coin Telegraph and Benzinga and other websites. And uh, what we're also doing is we're expanding to new exchanges. So we're listed on Coinstore.com and Coinsbit.io right now. Those are the two centralized exchanges. And we're also uh, we also start we started out with the tokens just on Uniswap. Uh, but on on the Ethereum network, what we've done uh, just recently is we've made a bridge to Polygon, and that's going to be important because that, uh, on Ethereum there are high gas fees, and on Polygon the the cost of transactions is very close to zero. So this is good because if you if you're trying to follow this rule of uh, trade tokens for more tokens, 
then uh, the idea is that yeah, the, the number of tokens in the investment will go up every time you do that. But if you're paying gas fees, then you may still make a loss overall because the cost of the gas could basically undo the profit that you make from the increase in the tokens. So uh, making the bridge to Polygon and uh, allowing people to trade basically frictionlessly on Polygon. Uh, we have so the, the fee for trading on the on Uniswap on Polygon for the, the token, uh, what a trading pairs that we set up is 0.01%. So you have uh, almost no gas fees and almost no trading fees. And this means that you can trade tokens for more tokens and you don't have to worry about making a loss because of the trading costs. So uh, the other thing that we can do now that we have um, the bridge to Polygon is we can have an airdrop on Polygon and we can give large numbers of people small numbers of tokens. So uh, that means that they're, they're going to be able to try out the system. They can start with a, you know, a few dollars worth of tokens and then they can trade them for more tokens over time and increase the value of their investment over time. So we're going to be able to allow uh, large numbers of people to do that. And we can do that with all the tokens that have been mined. We have millions of tokens that have been mined. So we can give away you know, 100,000 tokens of each type in an airdrop to thousands of people. And uh, basically then we'll have a whole community of people who are able to make small trades and uh, able to basically use the system. At the moment, uh, it's uh, because we haven't really got the entire uh, Polygon interface set up yet. At the moment, we're doing uh, all the trading is, well, not all the trading, a lot of the trading is happening on Ethereum. And that means there are gas costs. So that means the trades have to be large in order for them to be worthwhile, which means that we don't have small investors basically participating. Got it. Where can people go to get more information? Uh, what's the website, social media? Um, I'm sure people are going to want to consume a bit more uh, detail on this. Absolutely, yeah. So they can go to the website. It's seasonaltokens.org. And uh, if they want to get involved, if they want to talk to uh, the team, and if they want to get in, in have to have questions and want to participate, they can join our Discord. There's a link to the Discord on the top of the website. And they can also look at our Twitter account. That's uh, it's seasonal underscore tokens on Twitter. And uh, there they can see uh, basically the announcements of the uh, events and uh, the videos that we release. And whenever we produce new articles, we'll post links there. And they're basically just general, uh, normal Twitter chit chat and commentary about the market and so on that you can find there. So. Um, yeah, and they can also, uh, they could go to our Reddit. Uh, we've got, uh, it's Seasonal Tokens on Reddit. And uh, it's also the channel Seasonal Tokens on YouTube. They can look at the videos that we've put up there. Awesome. What about you? Can people find you online? Uh, they can find me on Discord uh, if they want to talk. Uh, I'm, I'm Ruan. I'm on the Seasonal Tokens Discord channel. And uh, yeah, if they want to talk to me, they can turn up and uh, just send me a DM. Or they can participate in the general chat uh, on the Discord server. Or if they're if they're mining, they can talk in the miners' chat. And there's a chat. There's a room for farmers as well. So. Awesome, awesome guys, go check out Seasonal Tokens. Um, learn more about it. It's a very fun project. Um, also, go down and like the video and subscribe if you haven't already. And make sure to follow Ruan wherever he is at and ask him questions about this. Um, and Ruan, thank you for taking time to explain in more detail on the show what you guys are doing i think it's really interesting um it's definitely a new take that i haven't seen in the space yet um very predictable in some ways but at the same time very cool and i think there's a lot of potential applications for what you're doing maybe in some other projects at some point maybe that you guys want to roll out um or that you know might just you know catch fire at some point if it gets popular so um very cool stuff really appreciate the time man Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. Anytime, anytime. Stay safe. Have a great weekend. Talk soon. Thank you. You too.
拜。